Well, now that spring is here, you know, I've, I've run out of excuses to keep avoiding all the yard work that keeps piling up around the house, pulling weeds and, and mowing and all that stuff. It's been kind of rainy and stuff. In fact, it's kind of rainy today as I'm recording this uh, and, and cold and chilly. So, you know, I do things inside. So I suppose I should get out. I do ski every weekend, but that's winding down. So I'm running out of that excuse as well on weekends. Hey, it's Tim Patterson. This is a trade show guy. Monday morning coffee last one of the month of March. Yeah, we've we've stumbled into spring of 2021. Welcome to it. It's uh, so nice to have you uh, watching this. Um, yes, you can find us at tradeshowguy.net. That's kind of the all overall hub site of all the things we do. If you like what you hear here uh, on this particular show, uh, please leave a review at a- a Apple Podcasts. We're also on SoundCloud. And of course, the video is put up at the, our trade show marketing youtube channel so it's all there and uh, we'd appreciate any uh you know pats on the back that we can get so thank you so much hey this week uh, i got a fun interview jeff quaid is the executive vice president uh for ges in las vegas ges does a lot of shows an official show contractor for so many things they do so much more and i i know that um a lot of people that i talk with clients and prospects and things like that aren't really clear on exactly what ges does or doesn't do so i thought let's let's get one of these guys from ges and jeff was very kind to do this and we talked about uh, what's going on with GES. And I think the first thing, since they're in Las Vegas and shows are slowly coming back, is what's going on with shows in Vegas. Fun conversation. Hope you enjoy it. I want to welcome Jeff Quaid, who is the Executive Vice President of Exhibitions for GES, to the show, Trade Show Guy, Monday Morning Coffee. Jeff, it's great to see you. I appreciate you spending some time. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, so you're in Las Vegas, uh, and I know GES obviously very involved in shows down there. Tell me what the scene is like. I've heard some things about shows opening up. Um, so what, what's the latest, I guess? Yeah, the last Las week Ve- of March or from beginning of April. Yeah, Las, Ve- Las Vegas is opening up. Uh, the current uh, size restrictions has been elevated to 50% capacity. And I think uh, as we go throughout the year, you'll see that uh, restriction get get elevated even further. So certainly I think uh, the industry is anxious to return to live events in Las Vegas and, and in other parts of the U.S. And we're certainly here to support organizers of events uh, and accomplishing their business goals. Yeah. And I know that uh, GES has obviously been involved in shows all around the country. I don't know, are you an international company companies or is it just uh, the U S no, we're an international company. So we operate in the United States and Canada in Great Britain and in Europe, um, and in also the Middle East and Abu Dhabi and Dubai. It sounds great. You guys have your fingers in a lot of things around the world. And now, I, I the, kind of the really purpose of this interview is kind of to get the sense to. I know a lot of people that I speak with, the clients, really don't have a great sense of all the things a an official show contractor does. So maybe let's start there. What is GES, and what do you actually do? Yeah, we're an experiential marketing services company, and we're here to assist corporations, facilities, organizers of shows and events with their live production needs. And our services range from audiovisual services, exhibit program management, event management, hotel accommodations, and serving as the official contractor to associations and for-profit companies that plan and produce exhibitions. 
So let's say I come down, I've got a client at a show in Las Vegas. I'm just going to pull one out of the air national association of broadcasters. I don't know if you guys are the official show contractor that, but let's say you are. And, and the company I work with has to deal with you guys on some basis. What does that typically entail? Do they hire you guys to set the, that booth up or, or how's that work? Yeah, the, the official contractor is appointed by the show organizer to, you know, safely coordinate the installation and dismantling of the show within the schedule that the that's been contracted by the organizer. And in North America, the organizer also appoints the contractor to be the exclusive supplier of certain services and the official supplier of other services. So those exclusive services could be material handling, electrical cleaning, overhead rigging, and those appointed services could be furniture rental, flooring, um, installation dismantle labor. Those are all elective services that the exhibitor can choose to uh, partake in with the official contractor. But if they decide they can elect to, to bring in a third party and you guys coordinate with third parties, or at least they kind of get the, the blessing, I guess, from the show organizers or from you guys, I, how does that particular uh, angle work? We do. We work with corporations directly. We work with their exhibit appointed contractors. We work with, uh, you know, third party display houses. And again, we're, we're responsible for the care and custody of the overall event and ensuring that it's can safely move in and out on the, you know, contracted schedule that the organizer has contracted. And I still know that when when I have a client uh, that and I know that uh, you guys are the official contractor, for example, Natural Products Expo West down in Anaheim. I still, uh, even though that the client I have has a shipper they're working with, they have a IND company they're working with. There still is an interface there between whether it's me or whether it's the client on arranging, making sure that uh, the shipper knows when to come in and all that. So there's a lot of coordination that goes on behind the scenes that a lot of people just don't see it. Would that be a good assumption? Yeah, you're, you're correct, Tim. I mean, we were, we have several different ways that we engage with companies that exhibited shows. You know, we have dedicated account teams to help corporations strategize and plan and execute their exhibit programs. You know, but for clients that are managed by EACs or third-party builders or independent uh, marketing agencies, we we coordinate those activities too, and we provide information on our services and information about the show online. And we operate a customer care center where questions about exhibiting at the particular show can be asked and answered. So let's say uh, there's an exhibitor that's brand new to the world of exhibiting and they've been tasked. They say, you're now the trade show manager. Actually, I've run into that a number of times. And so they have to deal with all this. What's the first thing that you would like them to know when it comes to going to a show and dealing with an officially uh, appointed uh, exhibit contractor? I think the first thing is that official service contractors appointed by the show organizer to safely coordinate the installation and dismantling of the show within the schedule and that they've been there and then certain services are exclusive and need to be provided by the contractor and certain services are elective. And I think the other thing that I would ask Tim is that, you know, I use the term official contractor and not general. Right. General has long been used to describe the service that we provide to manage shows, but the term is really misleading. When you think of a general contractor, you might think of a home that you built or an office building that you built where you interacted with just one company that provided all the services. And our relationship is rarely you know, in that form and fashion. We provide only the services that we are appointed by the organizer of the show. 
And those services can vary from city to city and facility to facility. Interesting. So it depends on the contract that that organizer makes with you and with facility uh, to how far your reach really is, it sounds like. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, What does GES not do? uh, It kind of leads to the next question that some exhibitors might think you do. And again, I I guess learning what you just mentioned in the last question, that that may change from venue to venue. How can they find that out? And what do you, you guys typically not do? Uh, we typically are not responsible for the marketing or <clears throat> attendance acquisition, getting people to attend the show. We typically are not involved with, let's say, security. That's typically a service provided by the facility or an independent contractor. You know, the, the and you're correct, the, the scope of services can change from, again, show to show, city to city, and facility to facility. And that information is generally easily available and found online, either at the show's website or at our website for the particular show. So we wanna make that, you know, because the services vary from city to city and show to show, it can be confusing at times. And we wanna make that as easily as understood as possible. Well, I would make a comment aside here is that over time that I've that I've interfaced with, with GES uh, at various shows, uh, the websites have been very helpful uh, once I've learned how to navigate it because there's a lot there is a lot of information, but the information required is there. And then when you're face to face and I find that when I'm at a show and I'm, I'm asking questions or, or scheduling shipping or whatever that may be, I found that the, you know, the contractors are very, very helpful. I, and I'm really glad to, to, to see that. Um, so I guess another question would be, and I hear this from clients is, man, I, I got charged for something I didn't expect to be. Uh, it was more than I thought. How can exhibitors keep from getting surprised by unexpected charges uh, from a show services company something such as yourself or something just so that they're prepared ahead of time so they know those things are coming? Sure. So, you know, surprises typically are the last domino in the chain of events. And it's important to understand the various elements that can change and drive up costs. An example would be transportation. If an exhibitor's transportation is delayed, and they miss their tar- scheduled target time, that may cause freight to be unloaded on overtime and that is not planned. And there may also be causes to other services like IND and overhead rigging and electrical labor then to shift to an overtime schedule. Exhibitors should understand the move in and move out schedule and how that schedule may impact costs. I've been to several situations where the exhibitor budgeted their costs from a previous year it did not consider that the current year show was moving in and out on overtime. It was different than the previous year. And so there was a surprise, but that surprise of the budget really shouldn't have been a surprise um, if they had understood the current year's schedule. And surprises impact the overall customer experience. And at GES, we have rolled out several initiatives and enhancements to eliminate the variability of pricing and reduce surprises. No one likes surprises, I believe, by simplifying our material handling, electrical and rigging prices, we can assist the exhibitor in better budgeting and reduce those surprises. Yeah, I think that, that's uh, that's a good point at the preparation. And you mentioned uh, overtime. I mean, a lot of shows that moved in last year on Monday and Tuesday on straight time, as they call it, I guess, are, are this coming year maybe on a weekend and, and that might uh, might affect things. Is that is that an accurate assessment? You're spot on. I think I would really encourage people that are exhibiting specifically in 2021 to really understand the move-in schedule for this year, because as more and more events have shifted 
to the back part of the year, you're going to have compressed move in times and you're going to have compressed move out times and the schedule that has previously been, you know, for a particular show may be different this year. So, you know, we kind of have a, a slang expression in our business, you know, it's called Sally, same as last year. You know, let, let, don't expect anything to be Sally in 2021. Right. Yeah. I, that's a good point. I think the really comes down to planning and being, uh, being, being aware of ahead of time, what is going to happen. One last question I think that would be interesting to look into is that you talked about uh, being a company that does work overseas as well. How does exhibiting in the U S and again, this could be another hour show, but how does exhibiting in the U.S. differ from exhibiting overseas when it comes to dealing with show service contractors? Yeah, if I, you're right. That could be a whole whole segment <laughs> in itself. And if I could sum it up in, let's say, like 30 words or less, it's, right. it's common for show organizers to appoint multiple contractors to provide services to the exhibitor. And then additional, it's in certain geographies, Booths are stick built. They'll built out on the show floor mm-hmm. versus being fabricated and shipped to a facility. And both of these differences are accommodated because the move in and move out schedules are not nearly as compressed as they are in North America. Interesting. Well, that's kind of a, a, a you know the, an overhead view with a few details. I really wanted to get a, a good sense of what a lot of clients ask me about and uh, great to get it uh, from the source. So Jeff, uh, I really appreciate your time. Jeff Quaid, Executive Vice President of Exhibitions for GES. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tim. Really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and your audience. Thanks again to Jeff Quaid from GES for joining me on this week's edition of the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Going to wrap it up here. But uh, first, this week's one good thing. My wife and I have been really enjoying the three seasons of Mr. Mercedes, which is, I believe, on Peacock. It's based on a Stephen King novel, and most Stephen King stuff is pretty good, translated to the screen. Not all of it. Some of it's atrocious, but this is really good. And I haven't read the book, so I don't know if they did like one season on the book and then did another couple of seasons that would have extended from the book. I, don't, I just don't know. I, I, I'll have to read the book sometime, but the series itself is really well done it's kind of like he's one of these slow burn things you know what's going on with the criminal as well as the people trying to catch the criminal and all the side plots subplots that go along with that so mr mercedes uh we're really enjoying it we're about uh, halfway through the last season of it three seasons so that's it for for me on this week's trade show guy monday morning coffee thanks again for watching <laughs>